smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down. Alright, let's wake and bake. And if you're already woke, bake some more. Uh, we're going to talk about cannabis news, culture, entertainment, good times, hangout, and bullshit, man. How you doing, Scotty? I'm doing good. I'm doing great, man. I got my alien shirt on. Aliens. You like this guy? Mm, I don't know enough. Say? I don't know enough about the man to say whether I like him or not. I'd like to think that aliens smoke weed too. Be a lot cooler if they did. This shirt is awesome, man. This shirt is awesome. Hang on. Somebody bought this for me, man. How do you say George T-S-O-U Sokolos? Is that how this guy is? Giorgio Sokolos? Is that how you say his name? I think so. Anyway, um, the amazing Thunderlips, man. Thank you so much for the, for the gift. Very awesome. We've actually been getting a bunch of gifts, man. I'm going to have to represent. I got my Flo D from Florida. Dude, these, <laughs> these are for you. Dude, cards, yes, thank man. you. Please, please remember to get those for me. Um, me being in Canada, I don't think I get no Canadians give me plenty of gifts. Um, but I, those are, I would like to get a few, sh- few shirts. What's up? Here's the mystery one, man. I go to the hangar and there's all this candy that is obviously from another country. I'm guessing the Carmela Koalas I mean it's Australian, but it's all just eaten and it's all this weird stuff, Tim Tams and. Anyway, so somebody was kind enough to send me all sorts of snacks from Australia, which I will tell you, I did get into the Carmelo koalas. I have no idea, though. man. The the note did not come with. So please reach out. Thank you so much for these gifts. Uh, Yeah, thank you. I really do appreciate them. It's a joy. I'll give you a show rundown today. We're going to bullshit about. um, And recently we've had some. like my son broke his arm uh, just a couple of days ago. He had a little surgery on it. On the mend, on the mend, Soup the gardener broke his ankle recently. We're just bullshit and talking about, hey, you ever think about how good things can come from bad circumstances? And I'm sure at the time, you usually don't have that state of mind. Like, oh, this is going to turn around into something great. But dude, I said that to Guru. I was like, hey, man, we're trying to explore this idea. Dude and I were talking about it. And Guru just says the parable of the Chinese farmer. And I was like, what the hell is that? Okay. <laughs> I'll read it to you. Man, this is really cool. Lighter. There we go. I was like, oh, no, don't tell me I don't have a lighter. Um, in the news, uh, a couple of DDC producers helping out. This is in from Dank and Ugg Ferry. 107 says this is a Nigerian homes built from thousands of plastic bottles, 12 times stronger than brick. So you know how I have the hate for the plastic sometimes. And when you see plastic bottles everywhere, this is pretty interesting. Um, wow, also, dank city order. I think I met her one time. Now, for I remember I was hanging out one time, and this girl just came right up to me and goes, "She was wearing wings too. She just put a butt in my hand. I might have been on some shrooms at the time, and just closed it. And she goes, i 'I'm the Nug Fairy.' And I was like, Oh my god, this is no awesome. fairy doesn't have to be a female, correct? You said she. I mean, how would if the dank Nug Fairy? I was there. Those are fairy. No, I'm telling you about when I was hanging out at a show and a female dank nug fairy came over to me I, and gave me bud. I, I don't just know. didn't know if fairy was gender specific. I don't <laughs> think it is. I don't think anything is gender specific anymore. All right. Also, city orders NYPD, New York Police Department, to stop testing officers for marijuana. In from Pedusa Navin, what is up? And Scotty, you added one here. Survey finds, survey says, Australians find cannabis use more acceptable than tobacco use. Kind of interesting. We're turning the tides, right? 
uh, I find it more acceptable as well. Um, so we'll make, get into it, guys. I'll some, de- some delicious Vovos, okay? In the Vovos. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> in Iced in Vovos. Countries. We, were both, we were both just down in Costa Rica recently and just yeah, going to the, the grocery store is a little bit of a trip on some things. Sure is. Um, so, or hop into it, dogrows.com forward slash support. That's where you guys can come on over and be one of these DGC producers making the show happen. Be part of the giveaways. Check out all the benefits there. Uh, hot deal. If you still haven't gotten your ticket, dgccup.com, 25% off your DGC producers. And if you haven't heard, I'm sending out stick of packs. Warehouse Kyle, actually. So you guys that are supporting the show, hit me up over on Patreon if you haven't got your stick of pack. We will get you all set. I'm keeping it tight today because I want to hop into this dank nug, man, uh, and my bowl since I haven't told you. Nice this is ice, ice cream cake crossed with sour D bag seed by Kuzmas. What's up? And just look at the frosty. Look at the frostiness here. <laughs> like, That's beautiful. Not much narration. <laughs> Oh, um, the has this. Says yes, DGC nationwide. This is my first fem cross. I'm super happy with it. Thanks to all the DGC and Ross and Jeff for the amazing knowledge. I don't know of any other industry where people are so passionate and caring. Stay real, DGC. Hell yeah! This tastes like fermented blueberry muffins <laughs> and old car emissions. There is a smell there. I love that old car emissions. Says I, like um, I love here. to grow. Does it, you need a uh, hashtag. I love, to, I love to grow dank nugs. DGC Toronto. All one word. I love to grow dank nugs. DGC Toronto. Canadian DGC. It says the Instagram came back or the, the Instagram come check out my grows. Uh, deep water culture with no pipes or fittings, which mean no leaking and the lowest maintenance possible. Interesting. Okay. Um, that I'll must say be that just time. Bucket, bucket ponics, maybe something like that. Is that what he's doing? Bubble ponics. I don't know. It sounds interesting. I'll, I will check out your, and this is the Instagram. I love to grow dank nugs, DGC Toronto. Good name. Sounds like it, my friend. Um, <laughs> cool. Tight work. Stuff, Beautiful yeah. nugs. Very good looking nugs. I'll check out that. Maybe we'll show it on the next uh, episode here. Check out some deep water culture. We have been told we don't talk enough or feature enough hydroponic grow talk. And that's probably because it's none of our grow styles. We're not against it per se. Do we say there's better methods? Can you say, yes. I don't think you can say that without getting in trouble. I think there's better, but for me, there's better methods. Hydroponics really tough to introduce microbes because uh, microbes like to live on soil or something like soil. So, you know, cocoa, yes, cocoa is, is hydroponics, by the way. So I guess we do talk about cocoa a lot. Uh, let's get into what we're medicating with, man. What are you talking on today? Um, you know, I, yeah, I have a little bit of blueberry muffins. I believe it's from Big Word. So it's big words, blueberry muffins, but uh, man, I've been taking it easy. I will say as much as like what I've been token on is how much I've been token, which is I started, man, I started listening to my body a little bit. I was just smoking joint after joint. I started losing my voice a little bit and I was like, wait a minute. And then I started just, it took a little bit of time, like 12 hours to reset. <laughs> no, but then, you know, like the next day I was like, you know what, man, I'm going to wait till I really feel like smoking weed. Then I'm going to smoke a couple hits. I'm, I'm going to see how high I get. Sure enough, smoked a half a bowl was like, dude, I feel great, man. When did my stuff and a couple hours later came back, smoked the other half of the bowl. And just I'm really trying to appreciate trying to reset that tolerance a little bit. You know, it's, it's hard to do if you just wake and bake all the time. Tolerance break. Can you take the break? You're just trying to lighten up a little bit. Yeah, it was 12 hours. Tolerance break. 
<laughs> Meaning that instead of just, it's so easy to take the taken for granted. You know, I, I said this before, I think on a show before, but uh, when you're paying a hundred dollars a quarter ounce, you're like budgeting it out a lot. When you've got just a bucket of it and there's more plants coming down, you're like smoke a fat joint, pass it on, smoke another fat joint. You don't have to finish it. Uh, and that's just kind of, A, it's really wasteful, but B, you just take it for granted. You know, you take the, man, everything in moderation, everything in the right dose. And yeah, so anyway, I scaled down a bit and I don't think the right dose for me was uh, four or five joints before uh, six o'clock. <laughs> hey, can I tell you something well, else, I can't, man? Like, uh, yeah. Just real quick, man. Normally I smoke a couple joints by five in the afternoon. I'm like, I need a siesta. Maybe four in the afternoon. I need a siesta. Uh, smoking much less, able to bypass the nap, which by the way, seems pretty fucking logical, right? You smoke four joints, you might need to take a you, nap man. afterwards. <laughs> Just yeah, sleep later. The, I can't, for me, I, I, I think it's a certain strain or different strains. Also, the other day I was just token during the day and I'm like a, probably a medium lightweight compared to your intake on flour. But the, um, I went out, I was getting ready to go run errands and I had to go back and forth from the car back into the house about three times where I'm like, yep. dude, all right, enough is enough. Like, this is not like you're, you're not functional. Like if you can't, why are you going to talk if it's like going against your day? And that doesn't always happen. I'm, I'm trying to make an excuse maybe by saying this one strain is the forget me strain. Ah. Um, but I don't like that side effect depending now if I'm just sitting, my day's done winding down to watch a movie. Um, but when I'm in go mode, sometimes I can find it being just the, the forgetfulness, man. It's funny you say sitting down to watch a movie because when I'm super high, I just can't. I just want to get up and do something and my brain just won't stop to just hang out and get in that fantasy land. But past couple of days, I've been like, uh, hey, maybe I'll hang out and watch some TV with my wife. Hey, below decks on. That's takes a <laughs> yeah. it takes a certain mood to be able to actually sit down and watch one of those it's like something that's on in the background you know yeah i don't want to give that my full attention that's exactly. like i look at my phone while that's on in the background show probably exactly uh okay i was going to feature here from uh gtc producer andy said check out this thing and no affiliation with the show just like i like recommending 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 cool products moose labs.us and this is kind of maybe a sign of the times dgc cups coming up a bunch of people will be token down this is one of those things it's a filter and a mouthpiece in one so one he heard us talking about on the show um about uh, inhaling smoke and if you see tar in your bowl i mean obviously you're getting some shit in your lungs yeah and he says this is definitely helped smooth out smoke for him looking at a mouthpiece that guys that you can put either they have different ones that will fit over a bowl that you can put a joint in, um, but it's also saying, so when somebody's handing you a joint or a bowl at a show or they're wanting to share, you can put up this mouthpiece on it. Now, is that like... Now we had that. They, they had those. It was pretty common. They had one. Yeah, it was almost that exact thing. It might have been that exact thing. But when you were taking dabs, you would put that between the top of the dab, uh, you know, whatever rig and your mouth. And it, it seemed a little bit excessive several years ago. Now it seems like something that might make sense. You know, my subconscious, though, makes me feel like I'm insulting the other person. Like, and I know right. it's not true where it's like, oh, 
sure, let me just put this plastic barrier because you're dirty and it's been in your mouth. Like how, how, it, how, how many times did you get sick after DGC events? Almost always. Hey. It's part hey, of the, part hey, of the game. Hey. Well, you taped we, in the DGC cup, man. That's, that's your compromised immunity. Okay. I, I think, I don't think I've ever gotten sick uh, from the DGC cup. I'm but just saying if you go around just recklessly smoking with everybody who else out, you know, you gotta be, oh, it's, yeah, I'm going to say it, man. Be a little careful, man. There's real shit going on these days, man. So use your best judgment, but I, I have no problem with this. I'm just giving a PSA. Oh. I've gotten very sick from some cannabis events before. Yes. Um, from just carefree smoking with everyone. Like, if you're at the DGC Cup and you'd like try and hand me a joint or something, I'm probably not going to smoke it. It's nothing against you or like your cannabis. I would love to try it. You hand me some nugs. I'll take it home and I'll try it. I'm just not smoking after like 100 or 400. I don't people. know. We That's just no. We threw down in Oklahoma with the, the uh, Cowboy Cup. I didn't. Yes. I mean, I, I don't remember about Guru, but I know you or me we were smoking with plenty of DGC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, with no mouthpiece in line. Again, if you have one and you're going to use one, I'm not judging at all, guys. I totally don't give a shit. I thought right. this was a cool product. Shout out again, uh, moose if you want to check out their products. Um, but the nastiest I'll wrap it up with was at the cannabis cup. I remember seeing people where sometimes you'd see people have a big bong and people are ripping bongs and you'd look at the water. Like, no, 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 I'm good, man. That's definitely just a uh, nasty, like that'll get you sick. You remember um, what year that was? Google showed me a picture of that. I think it was yesterday or like that, you know, I think it was the 17th, if I'm not mistaken, uh, a couple days back. But do you remember what year that was that we started our first DGC Cup at the 2015, I believe. 2015. Man. Is that I think crazy? We have a or shirt what? that says it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that DGC, calling that a DGC cup though, was it basically was. us having a four, four, four by eight table, just like and slinging dude, DGC wait. shirts and dabs to was, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. I I'd, I'd right. barely even count the shirts. We had the dab passes that people could yeah. get. And then they just, we had a line of like hundreds of people and my elbow got sore from giving people dabs for so long. And we just had like four pizza boxes right. full of like 20 sheets of just shatter in each one. It, yeah. was, it was pretty awesome. Remember, we had no idea how to give people dabs, too. No, nope, like that was dabs. red hot on the titanium <laughs> nail, like murk your soul type of dab. Yeah. You live and you learn, man. You progress, dude. I'm going to take it to good comments here. We got sure. uh, top. What's up? I said, sure. Sure, man. Hey, this is a, you might not get this reference, but on the live feed a couple days days ago, we were talking about Ty Stick, uh, Banner's brother, Hefe. Went to uh, Thailand a long time ago and he saw he saw some uh, Thai stick and we were just talking about what real Thai stick is and whatnot. And Tops Right jumped in. Actually, Thai stick was, yes, weed on a stick. Sounds delicious. Sativa. It was on a thin stick about five to six inches in length, and it was very cleverly wrapped and tied onto a thin uh, with a thin thread. 
the taste was to this day unique to anything I've ever tasted and gave a tremendous, long, powerful buzz. <laughs> it was rumored to be dipped in opium. Well, that might, uh, <laughs> that might change things a little bit. Might explain a couple things. Uh, but he says, I don't think that was really true. It was gone by 1976. I've never seen it since. And everything shown now is usually homespun and doesn't taste the same. Average price price was around $15 a stick. And that's 1978 prices. So pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I bought some fake Thai stick one time. I think it was in Vegas or something. Just totally ignorant. It was like nothing even like weed. It's one of those deals, like we said, where they try to not out in the open, do it quick. You know, they can disappear into a crowd easily. So don't be doing that shit. One good thing that um, dispensaries have brought, at least, you know, when you travel to a friendly state, you can go to a dispo, not have to deal with like, the dealer at the square. Although when I was at Humboldt square, that was a little bit more pleasurable experience, you know, dealing with the dealer at Humboldt square in Humboldt, California is like, this is the nicest weed I've ever seen in my life. Thank you. Right. Right. Uh, but, uh, what's that? I'm just laughing. You know, normally it's like you, you want five ones, you want singles or a five for change. You know, I imagine they're pretty <laughs> pro up in Humboldt, you know, <laughs> Uh, let me help you out with the Sean Burnett comment here. So yeah. this is about Scotty. Hey, Scotty. Well, yeah. well yeah, I want to just trying to set some of these up. This is somewhere sure. I was talking about the free market and guru. I thought you might have to something to say about this. I should have shown you this beforehand, but we were calling it the free market. And, uh, uh, Sean takes objection with that. Yes. Would you like to, no, that's the setup. Now I'll narrate. Thank you. Scotty Real. The definition for free market is an economic system which prices are determined by unrestricted competition between privately owned businesses. So you and myself and everyone else back then were, in fact, drug dealers trying to survive in the black market, not the free market. Wow. As much as I don't like to be called a drug dealer, I think uh, Sean does have a point. And that is a, a free market that it wasn't a free market. You go to jail. There was, uh, yeah, I there think, was, I think, uh, t- technically it was both a free market and a black market. It was an illegal market, but it right. was completely unregulated and no one was, uh, like messing with prices or anything like that. So really, I think technically it was a free market that was a black market. It wasn't regulated as in like, they were making sure you were doing things a certain way. It was just illegal. Right. You know what I mean? Prices are determined by unrestricted competition between privately owned businesses. It was restricted, though, no? I mean, it was restricted by the government, definitely. But the, not the prices. The key there is the prices. It's restricting yeah. prices. Got it. Got Make it. it not a free market. So yeah. it, like it was a word, free market and like, a black market. Really, now it's a gray market. Ah, charcoal's gray. Yep. And uh, people uh, that are in the cannabis industry, we're really good at legal gray areas and have been for a very long time. The whole like avoiding the minimum mandatories and just hitting like 98 plants. That's 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 definitely being able to operate in the legal gray area of stuff. What'd you say about your nameless buddy that always paid his taxes no matter what? What do you mean? We had one buddy that uh, may or may not have been in the game and he would pay his taxes. Oh, dude, he I knew this, knew this grower back in the day that like no shit would just in undisclosed wages pay his taxes on all the money he made from cannabis. And yep. like the way he looked at that is like, 
to the IRS, they don't care what you're doing as long as they, they're getting theirs. We're like, so if you're doing something illicit, I think there's even a checkbox for like, you got the money through illicit means or something like that. And they don't <laughs> just it's, check. That. It's not like they're going to come after you if you check that. But like, they're just like, cool. In our eyes, he's a good taxpaying citizen. Yeah, right. That's what you always go to jail for, too, is tax evasion. That's how they got Al Capone. Let's take it on over to what's growing on. What's, what's growing, growing on. on. More man, I miss that song, man. I miss that song. <laughs> man, I was. I was thinking about your kid breaking his arm. I know everything you're going through and a great job being the dad and the glue and keeping them together. I, I think that's awesome, man. It's, it's what we need, man. That's how good, good people are made. You know, we want to talk about how good things can come from bad circumstances. Just a quick note here. He got, yeah, surgery on his arm. Everything is fine. Totally not, you know, basically expected. What my kid's doing on the bike, he's going to break himself off eventually. Um, But now, like, they gave him painkillers and he won't touch them. Like, he's like, I'm not, no, I'm not taking any painkillers. Like, he's seen, like, the way what's happened, right? The past, I don't know, decades with people that have had, have, gotten basically into a horrible addiction because of they're using painkillers for something legitimate and then got addicted to them and then can go down a rabbit hole of shit. So kind of interesting to see him like, dude, if you get in too much pain, it's okay. Like if you need to sleep, it's okay. Like, you know, you gotta, and he's like, dude, I'm not having them that bad. Like I've seen what can happen to people. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. That's a double-edged sword too, because you're right. Pain. If you're in constant pain after surgery, agonizing pain, it, it affects the way that you heal. You don't yeah. heal. You yeah. don't heal nearly as fast, man. But man, what about those edibles? You think about, uh, no, seriously. I mean, edibles are great for pain. You need a decent amount of yeah. them. Can imagine starting no, to freak 100%. out about the hardware in my arm after I start thinking about it. I'm like, dude, there's pins in there, man. Not no, he is uh, medically t- medically taking advantage of some cannabis for sure. I, I'm fair to say that definitely, and that's an awesome thing about cannabis, guys. Cannabis is medicine is super powerful. Um, obviously, nothing when you are in post surgery or traumatic pain, though, it's hard to replace a legitimate painkiller used properly. You know what I'm saying? That's for sure. Um, but yeah, in addition to having like my wife when she got surgery, she only used half of the pain medication, but she was puffing out of one twenties like. All yeah. day, like just to, to, to meet in the middle. So shout out to cannabis for that. But let's talk about how good things can come of this. What do you want to get into? You know, I just was thinking about that. Guru and I, I was drinking my coffee this morning. <clears throat> Guru came in and we were just, it, I was like, you know what, man? So I was given an example of how when I was younger, uh, I was heartbroken. Okay. Me and, me and my girlfriend broke up. It was one of those things where we moved in together and I had this little closet and I was like, dude, I'm going to grow weed and we're going to, you know, grow ourselves into <laughs> success and this and that. And whatever, after, you know, it didn't work out exactly like that. And she bailed and I was bummed out, you know? So I can, then I was like, all right, man, I'm just going to go for it. Fuck this. I'm going for it. My brother tripped. This is actually my brother tripped that did this, but he called his buddy up, fucking got that electricity cooking, and twenty. The whole house was just a twenty lighter. Started having, you know, I was able to change my life from it, man. Um, yeah, it really was. How the yeah. breakup 
upgraded a 20 lighter by Scotty Greenhill. What shape might like do? Maybe I'd be happy just with the uh, with the little one lighter or two lighter, whatever, in the closet and always being stifled. That 20 lighter got me into a crew with great people that I started hanging out with. I had a great time. That's how I got introduced to my wife. Uh, I still have these friends. They'll be at the DGC Cup. Some of them I won't out anybody. But it just that turned my life, man. And a guru found this parable of the Chinese farmer, which is awesome. Guru, would you like to read it or me? Uh, you go ahead. <laughs> or dude. All right, I'll read it. I can. You've been talking if you want. I'll be the Please. storyteller. Please tell this story. This is by Alan Watts. Interpret it. Once upon a time, there was a Chinese farmer whose horse ran away. That evening, all of his neighbors came around to com- wait, commiserate. Right? There we go. Yes. Um, they said, we are so sorry to hear your horses run away. This is the most unfortunate. The farmer said, maybe. The next day, the horse came back bringing seven wild horses with it. And in the evening, everybody came back and said, oh, isn't that lucky? What a great turn of events. You now have eight horses. The farmer again said, maybe. Mm. The following day, his son tried to break one of the horses. And while riding it, he was thrown off and broke his leg. Then the neighbors said, oh, dear, that's too bad. And the farmer responded, maybe. The next day, the conscription officers came around to conscript. What's a conscription? Uh, yeah, that, that recruitment officer. Uh, no, 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 no. What's that? Conscriptment is you are forced to join the army. Well, what is recruited when, when uh, you're recruited? No, re- recruited? I guess you're right. Recruited. It is your They're own free will. You. So this is a draft, uh, essentially. It. Yeah. So Got no, it. It, it's it. conscription sucks. Okay, so he's getting drafted. So the conscription officers came around, conscript people into the army, and they rejected his son because they had a broken leg. Again, all the neighbors came around and said, isn't that great? And again, the farmer said, maybe. We're almost there, guys. That's the whole process of man. Yeah, yeah. The whole process of nature is an integrated process of immense complexity. And it is really impossible to tell whether anything that happens isn't good or bad because you never know what will be the consequence of misfortune or you never know what will be the consequences of good fortune by Alan Watts. That is pretty. Uh, yeah, and you do not, know. not by Alan Watts, but like retold by Alan Watts. Sure. It's like an old <laughs> Chinese proverb. But yeah. By the way, that got us asking who Alan Watts was. And I've heard his name before, but I didn't know much about him. And he was described as a psychonaut, which uh, is someone that was pretty uh, progressive in using uh, psychedelics back in the day. He liked to explore the human uh, mind connection to the universe through psychedelic drugs. That's pretty cool. Well, that's real Taoist there, isn't it, man? When you're just like, maybe, maybe. Well, you never know if it's good. If something that seems bad in the moment is going to be good or bad in the long run. It's true. It's true. Do you have any, I'm trying to think of any examples in my life where like something, you know, I could sure people tell stories, man, if I never would have gotten that car crash and I wouldn't have met my wife or guru, do you have anything, any, anything that comes to mind? Um, or is the Buffalo bills drafting OJ Simpson is the reason, uh, or actually no, them being so terrible is the reason that OJ Simpson killed his wife. <laughs> I lost that one, man. <laughs> he never would have met her. If, if the bills weren't I so bad, he never would have been in Buffalo and he never would have met her. 
Oh my God, that's a good okay. one. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking more like, what if you never uh, uh, busted my balls with that uh, email that you sent? Guru, the reason we know each other, because he sent me a letter, uh, an email saying that I didn't know what I was talking about with regards to LEDs, <laughs> but he did it tactfully to the point where I was like, all right, teach me. Wasn't a dick about it. No, but, no. Yeah, but that That's a really good one. That, yeah. uh, I mean, like diverted my life along a different course for yeah. sure. That one, that one choice to send an email. I got something I'll throw in here. Like when you get stronger, you know, my son just broke his arm um, and people can come back from injury and be like, damn, if I didn't have that injury to hold me back and think about how much I missed my passion. Um, Emilio Hansen's probably one of the best slope style riders in the world or is on a bike. And he went through like a year of trying to figure out what was going on and wrong with his health or even longer. There's like a whole documentary about it. But when he came out of that and figured it out, it was like, I don't know if he'd have that drive. Sometimes you don't have that drive unless you go through a low or you go through some shit to come back stronger, if you will, whether it's an injury or a life event. Uh, so I think that could fall in this category. You need to be able to fail and know you can come back from it. And I think that's important. If you just like if you if you never if you never fail, then you don't know you don't it's tough to you're always kind of chasing that you're always wondering what would happen when you know hey look man i fell get hurt i heal i get back up and i do it again no i totally agree um all right let's take it over we got some news to cover here the pros list first dogrows.com forward slash pros checking all out we were talking about uh earlier as far as like the mouthpiece actually that thing has a filter for cleaner smoke uh, why not try a dry herb vape guys i'll shout out to dynavap d-y-n-a-v-a-p today i'll just peruse a little here also why don't you get some uh, some nice flowers some hemp flower cbd flower from hanoverhemp.com also on the pros list and while you guys are there check out all the great grow gear ddc vetted uh coupon codes across the board dogrows.com forward slash Rose. Okay. I need some salve actually from Hanover Hemp. I'm going to order some salve to your house since I'm going to be there for the DDC Cup soon. Um, <laughs> yeah, they got a dope one. I think I was listening to somebody. I thought it was Banner on Know Your Breeder, maybe with Locomotive, which by the way, that's really good. Banner's Know Your Breeder series is really good. But they were talking about all the things oh. that you can mix in with. Um, with uh, topicals, you know, and there's different, like there was different oils that have diff different absorption rates, man, it was yeah. really cool thinking about that kind of stuff. Um, do you use, I, I, did, uh, you guys, yeah, I can cover Scotty. You're not on my camera anymore. Do we oh, lose this camera guru? We'll be fine, sir. It'll be fine. I'm picking fine. my nose and my butt at the same time. <laughs> You get that booger. There we go. Um, I will say do you the camera song? died. It wasn't me. I'm not picking my nose. I promise. <laughs> Being in dry ass Colorado, do you use a salve or a CBD or a cannabis salve? I mean, out of curiosity, I always had to have some shit on hand when I was living there. Just so crayons cracking and dry shit. Uh, no, no, I don't really. I use it when I'm sore. Yeah. You know, like if I wrecked on my mountain bike a couple weeks ago, <clears throat> sprayed it on my knee. And it's like, but it is interesting. It really has a lot to do with uh, what they're using to get it absorbed. You know, THC or CBD in general, it's not transdermal. So you have to use something. Guru, the one that I found very interesting was DMSO. And we've talked about it before, but that is this transdermal that just sucks whatever it's got in it right into your bloodstream, man. You got to be a little bit careful with it because it's so good at sucking stuff. Yeah. 
yes. bloodstream. They're saying like that's like ninety um, percent. But they, by the way, they were talking about using different oils, so they get absorbed at different times. You know, take it's like a delayed reaction. Some of them takes hours to get absorbed. Some are absorbed quickly, and they're saying they might be able to make like a long, like a controlled release edible that way. That'd be pretty dope. Um, that DMSO, I uh, just we have uh, Chucky thirty two. We'll cover it in the next week and bake. Made a pretty good post on dudegrows.com. And um, yeah, maybe we could have tried some DMSO CBD. We tried to fix my son's arm with CBD at first. No, you're kidding. No. <laughs> Once the bones out, man, your CBD ain't gonna do it. No, no bones are out. All right, let's take it to the news though. We have yes, Nigerian sir. home. This is just cool. This is sent in from uh, Dank Funk Tank. Nug Ferry uh, 107. Nigerian homes built from thousands of plastic bottles, 12 times stronger than brick. Wait, 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 um, wait. wait. When I click on this, mine says this site ahead contains malware. What's going on here, man? What's it say? Malware. It says that I'm about to, uh, I don't want to get back to safety. You know what it is? Because the site ahead is called the Good, New- Good News Network. Uh, dot org. So it's the Google bots trying to keep you away from the good news. My load's yeah. fine. Good news. If I was going to put spyware in something, it would, I would market it towards people that were uh, going to click the good news network. Turns out there yes. was bad stuff there. I don't know. I'm not uh, so you can just listen along if it won't load. This is discarded plastic bottles can be found along too many miles of earth roads. And in Nigeria, one of the most populated African countries, there are enough to create new sustainable construction houses. So, Guru, you could you load this up or no? Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, I got it. How the hell are you going to make uh, plastic bottles structurally sound? They fill, watch this video. So, what they do is they fill the plastic bottles with sand. Therefore, you have your building like it's a an- bottle, you know what I Yeah. Um, and Basically, they stack them together with their typical mud. It says they said they stack them amid a glue of traditional mud technology, which is actually pretty good mud technology. Um, But this is pretty it's pretty sweet. It's a ton stronger than concrete. It says 14,000 plastic bottles go into making one house just to show how many are available. But what the problem is they're claiming they're keeping the kids out of trouble. I don't know if you saw it in the video by having them fill these plastic bottles. I just see these kids, man. And I'm like, dude, okay, we're on number 180. How many do we need? Uh, 14,000. We're on day 180. Yeah. But at the end of it, you got yourself a house. At least you're not doing it for somebody else. Yes. Yes. Thanks. Just an interesting tidbit of a story. This next one's cannabis related here. City orders NYPD to stop testing officers for marijuana. We've seen this in other police departments when weed becomes more uh, legitimized out of prohibition. And that happened in New York. So why the hell can't cop get off duty, wind down with a fat blunt? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Plenty of them do it with liquor who's whatever you want to call it, not against that. Um, but there should be no reason other than the fact it stays in your bloodstream. Obviously it's easy to test if a cop's drunk on the job. Here's a breathalyzer. We have plenty of these things. So, but there's some old school officers still, man, that are just like, ah, there's no way what's next. You know, we're going to, we're going to be smoking heroin. So that prohibition is still really embedded. Sure. Um, but man, what, what do you think? Oh, I mean, these are the people I, I think a lot of times the, 
the people that become cops are the ones that didn't believe any of that stuff. They're just the drugs are bad people. Just get them off the streets. And I think after becoming a cop for a while, you start understanding that, hey, you know, there's, you know, the weed's pretty benign. I pulled over a lot of people smelling like weed that are, you know, not really hurting anything. I was going to say, I also think there's a lot of cops out there that just don't really stand for anything. And they're just like following orders. So they're like nihilists, well, man. And in this situation, I mean, recently said, you know, that we're, we're needing to hire a lot of new crews, um, you know, because I'm sure that just whatever during the past few years, right. being a cop in general is not an easy job. Some of them are just the older ones are retiring early and they're finding that the new recruits, obviously, plenty of them are testing positive. But other than that, they're totally still a good candidate to be a sure. police officer. So I definitely believe in that. And as far as getting, you know, we obviously we need as many good police officers as we can get, I guess, within reason, I should say. God, yes, we need um, as many so good we police this- officers as we can get. Man, it is scary, bro. I seen uh, the tech industry. Go ahead. I'm just sorry. My wife was watching one of these shows and it was, of course, Ocala, Florida. <laughs> of course, it was from Florida. But the woman comes running out. The husband's barricaded them inside with some kind of weapons. And she's and the cops got to go in there. And I'm just I stopped. I was just like, oh, Jesus, man, to have to do that like a few times. Like if I have to do that one time in my life, I'm going to be traumatized from it. And it would have to do with me. If you were to do that, it has nothing to do with you. It's because of your job that they don't pay you amazing for. And your job says you got to go in there and deal with this crazy guy with a gun. Try to get him out. Oh, geez. I empathize for him. man. Um, and we've seen this in other industries too, like tech, obviously, and just more and more industries are like, man, this person's a great recruit, but you smoke weed. Like, so, yep. so good to hear. Hopefully it gets fully, uh, uh, like it's not, I think that the department maybe is fighting a little bit here, but that, yeah, anybody should be able to tow, um, when they're off duty. I mean, they, some of the police officers are saying such old school prohibition shit. Like, well, I don't want, what if my, my partner is high on the job and he doesn't know who he shot? You're like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> like saying just silly shit like that. I remember there was, a, there was a TV show in the eighties and they were trying to represent a guy that ate too much weed. I think he either smoked too much or ate too much. It was a show ER with Elliot Gould. And I remember they walked in and he just goes, they, you know, we walked into the uh, treatment room and the guy goes, are you my mom? Like they were making <laughs> you seem that much of an idiot. If you smoked weed, man. So there was bad oh, PR out yeah. there a long time ago. I remember when I was in high school, our health teacher, that's how like he explained it. He was like, well, I mean, if you're high, like then you, how are you even going to know like where you are? And people in the class are like, what kind of weed are you talking on? And then, you know, whatever else you say, we're not going to listen to because you're already lying. I mean, your whole message is full of shit. Hey, you ever have the gym teacher that like everybody warns you about? Like we had one of those, man. And no. he was just, this was like the eighties, mid eighties. And he'd be like, he would say, you don't want to smoke weed to be a diddy dimwit. <laughs> he says, no, don't worry. I'm going to educate you. It's it was- cool. Our, our health teacher did all of like the normal, like drugs are bad stuff. Right. And then he got caught stealing Adderall from kids in the locker room. Oh. So. <laughs> yeah, that's not a joke. So, the hypocrisy is real. Yeah. But you know what? That's right a- the, the performance enhancing aspect of it. If it'll help you do better at work, then they're endorsed by, you know, society, at least by our society. Adderall is completely endorsed by our society. And it's, it's unless you're shady. <laughs> 
Unless you're stealing it from kids. Yeah, well, I like to think of trading, okay, is what I'm thinking. In Australia, for Scotty's story here, out of gondrepreneur.com survey, Australians find cannabis use more acceptable than tobacco use. Um, and it Pretty says the Guardian reports, what's that? It's a sea change, you know? Yeah, it says uh, 20% of the respondents have supported regular cannabis use compared to 15% support for regular tobacco use. So obviously tobacco is a bit, I, I was going to say a bit, a lot more um, unhealthy for you as far as just the type. I don't know if I say the type of smoke, but man, if you're smoking cigarettes or smoking joints, it's, I think you're definitely, it's more carcinogenic, carcinogenic per se. Do, do you know anybody, that, the guy that uh, my grandfather died of lung cancer a few weeks, uh, a few months before I was born, only in his fifties, you know, um, I know of Jesus, I know of a teacher. You want to talk about a, a job, you know, a tough job in the seventies. My aunt was a teacher and she got lung cancer from being in the teacher's lounge. Doctor came up to her and was like, why didn't you tell me you smoked? And she was like, I don't, but I mean, so I know people firsthand that have died of lung cancer. I don't know anyone that's died of overuse of cannabis. So we'll start with that. I I agree with you there. We can talk about being around either one. I'd much rather be around people smoking weed than smoking cigarettes as far as like, actually oh. the hint, the hint of a freshly lit cigarette in the summer air. Like oh, I don't yeah. mind a little smell of some tobacco burning. Um, but if you're hanging around it, like fuck that, like no much, you know, weed is much. And you can see it in rooms. You can see it in like the smoke break room. That oh, room sure. is like a tint of yellow or tan where Cannabis does not, at least in my experience, I've not seen it do that. Like it doesn't stick to shit as much. I don't know. I think smoke. Funk in here. There's definitely a lot of tar in cannabis. I no doubt about it. Right, Everything well, in moderation, good, 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 man. Fine. The dose makes the poison. Hey, actually, real moderation. quick. Sorry, real quick. Yeah. That tobacco. They use tobacco in like ceremonies. The Indians use tobacco as a magic medicine. First time I, I took a hit of tobacco, uh, which was, was mixed in with some hash. It was a super drought and there was no weed around. And I knew this girl that was mixing hash and she was like, you have to mix it with tobacco. Took one hit of that. And I it was almost as fucked up as I've ever been. I thought I was like 200 pounds. I couldn't raise my arm. Uh, yeah, it wasn't really so good, but. That tobacco is a powerful, a powerful drug if it's used in the right dose. Yep. It's put me when I, my wife used to smoke and I'd some everybody like, yeah, I'll take a hit of that cigarette. And oh my God, like yeah. just almost put me on the ground. My body's not used to handling tobacco like that. Although at the same time, I could still put a dip in my mouth and handle that. It's kind of strange. It's different. Yeah. Uh, delivery system, man. Different delivery system, it's like smoking versus edibles. Uh, I had a weird, yeah, chewing dip. I chewed like one dip a day for quite a long time. And then all of a sudden I just had, all of a sudden they're just like, this is gross. I'm yeah. probably moving to Canada. Nobody really chews up here either. And it's $50 a can. So oh that God. helped. Again, I know right. kids in high school that chewed like crazy. Uh, Copenhagen, uh, not is that chew? That's dip. They would dip, and they'd be getting in high school, you know, senior year, getting 
pieces of their inner lip cut out. I remember they'd be dipping uppers and stuff like that because it would fuck with their, <laughs> you know, their, their, yeah, their mouth so badly, man. If you're a teenager getting shit cut out of your mouth because of the carcinogen you put in there. Long cut Jeez. Copenhagen wintergreen is no joke. That's a man's dip right there. Whoa, man. So women aren't allowed <laughs> to get it? Is that what's going on here? No. You can't it, say it, that. You know what? It just, yeah, you know what I meant. I'm just having fun. We were laughing about that. They do harsh on the, the cigarette packs in Canada. Like they'll put the nastiest pictures. Like you'll get a cigarette pack and there'll be like a picture, a picture of like a dead person with their yeah. black lungs exposed and shit full on. They have they a different that. picture for like all kinds of like just gory shit to freak you out. Or they'll show like a completely healthy person dead at 38. Like yeah. that's an interesting campaign to see. They, those work, by the way, because at the little you know convenience store right by the lake, uh, people go cliff jumping there and they have a picture over the cash register of this kid's face that didn't exactly make it past the cliff. He's alive, but they just showed him like pre-surgery or something. It will make you think twice about cliff jumping. Man. I just go back in the house after that shit. Yeah, I ain't doing nothing. Johnny couldn't make it, man. You don't let the one person ruin it for all. Come on. <laughs> I would clip jumping. Nobody would ever go right bungee there. jumping again if that was the case. Somebody showed me a video of them bungee jumping off this bridge and do like a gorge at Buffalo Whistler. And I'm like, so how'd you prep for that? Did you YouTube bungee jumping gone wrong just to really make it real <laughs> for you? Like that's how you do something that you've never done. Like I'm going to go skydiving tomorrow. And then the night before you spend a whole like, two hours cruising the YouTube about skydiving gone wrong. Uh, and then you still make yourself do it. Isn't that weird? It's like, you can have a hundred videos of it going great. And then you find one of it going wrong. It's the same thing. Like on, uh, like on Amazon or on audible, it's even the worst. I'll be reviewing a book and there's a hundred people that say it's amazing. There's one person that says they didn't like it. And I'm like, let me focus on that. Is, one. Yeah. That is weird. Right. How the human brain it's you gotta, yeah, it's the same exact thing. I was looking at a run that I hadn't done in uh, in Whistler Bike Park called Fade to Black. I've done it once and everything went perfect. I'm like, I'm going to do that again. This was like the next season. And you think about, I'm thinking about things that could go wrong. And really, you're going to manifest that if you think about it too much. And why do we, seems like human nature takes you there a little bit. I guess it's your pr protective mechanism. Like yeah. if I do this, this might happen. You know but what really, I do? You shouldn't think that way. Well, you know what I do when I'm doing like exercises, mental exercises, whether it's a business thing or, you know, whatever. I'm always thinking what could go wrong. I'm like, hey, let me explore the possibilities of what could go wrong and then compare them to the possibility of things going right. And let me make a decision. Let me let me weigh things out. You know, it's pretty hardcore. And he's like, fuck it. Check it out if you want, Scotty. Fade to black, Whistler Bike Park, double black, baby. Rock that shit. Rocket. Yeah, yeah. I'm the guy that wrecked on blue. No e-bikes allowed. No e-bikes are allowed on fade to black. All right. Uh, it's all downhill, man. I'm fine with that. As long as you're shoving me downhill, I'll be fine. Can't wait to <laughs> dust you on my e-bike next week, man. All right. This is why we do the video show. What kind of memes did you find here today, Scotty? Great ones. I'm sorry. I forgot to load the memes. And then I just, as soon as I went, scrolled down, I was like, these are great, man. Dude, bong bowl or joint by Grumpy Toad. And just this brought me back to the 80s. Wow, dude, that's freaking deep. You remember who that guy is, man? <laughs> it's Randy of the Redwoods. Uh, I do not. He was on MTV. He would do these like wacky 30 second spots on MTV. And I don't know if they hold up the test of time, but I used to fucking love that guy. He'd crack me the fuck up, man. 
All right. Grumpy Toad, good, good reminiscing down memory lane. Well, these were good. I don't know why. There's just all sorts of pictures of people making out on this one, but they're fucking funny. Back to the future with Jealous Much. And this is his wife. And she's kind of giving a funny look. And it says, me and my plants. And it's this dude <laughs> making out with another chick. Man. And uh, that's deep. Oh, all right. Nice. That it's is borderline offensive. The point. Deep, I agree. Man. This one's borderline offensive, but it's really funny. So this <laughs> <laughs> is Voyeur by Back, to uh, the, by Back to the Future. And damn, I wonder what his uh, Google Photos looks like. This is two pretty wasted chicks just seem to be touching tongues if i'm not mistaken and there's a dude that seems to be freaking out and it says me making feminized seeds <laughs> and i would have put that on there unless it was pretty fucking accurate though man that represents the science doesn't it uh, fairly indicative of the science yeah it might be a couple things that <laughs> need, to, need to grow on one of those girls but uh yeah it's pretty pretty close wow all right, Super. Thanks, Back to the Future and Grumpy Toad, and uh, got social best of social media. I want to say, if you guys uh, had a good time laughing with us today, go check out dogrows.com forward slash support. Become a DDC producer, and let me see what you have on social media. I've not seen these yet. Come on, you like that guy's hair? <laughs> what is up? No. Uh, it says after half an hour trying to figure out this crazy haircut, I realized, okay, it's a coconut tree behind him. Very, <laughs> it's a fucking coconut palm behind him. That is the most unfortunate uh, picture. It's pretty bad. More fortunate. I like it. That's uh, funny, man. So it's what I do on Facebook. And hey, check this out. This is from Ed Rosenthal. Guru, check this trike pick out. Is that fucking awesome? I've seen close-ups. I don't know if I've ever seen one that close-up. There are, so like, there are some really, really good cannabis photographers out there now. Sure, okay. Um, Zoom Gardens is one, Eric Nugshots, uh, Candid Kush, like all of those guys just crush it. Uh, Pixel Nug, like every single nice. one of those photographers crush it as far as like these ultra macro where it's almost... Uh, my micrometry. I don't know. It, it's like they're almost using like a microscope sure. and taking pictures with it. It's really fucking cool. That is awesome. that. Which and also, just harvest. so you know, this is a lot of work too. That's probably like two hundred photos stacked together to get everything yeah. in focus. Because wow. like if that, that fine of a detail, your focal plane is so shallow that it's like sub millimeter. And to catch capture something that's like two millimeters across, you got to take like two hundred photos of it. It's pretty cool. And they have like a real special piece of equipment to do it. Sweet. It says, I remember the first photos, photos of trichomes from Dupe Dummy in Amsterdam in the early 90s. Dupe Dummy is a fucking hilarious name. No, I think it's Dupe. Dupe Dummy. I don't care. It seems like Dupe, <laughs> Dupe and Dummies, man. All right. I like that. Oh, I'm going to, uh, man, I'm getting the orange gasm, dude, is such a good tasting herb. I love it. I love it. It's like, uh, it's one of those obvious ones for me if I have like five strains in front of me, just because it's so prevalent, if you will. Prevalent. I'm not sure if I smoked this show, did I? Telling you, I was still, sh oh. still high from uh, about a half hour ago. From a half, I say a whole hour and a half. I didn't smoke, dude. I'm changing. 
You can't change it, man. All right. I'm going to do, uh, do some shout outs to DGC producers. We please come on, join me. Give us some thanks for these cats making the show happen. I'm going to do it for Coleman Cat, Ooh, Coleman Crops, and Florida Man Grows. Yes, he does. Come on, Florida Man Grows. I love it. Smoke Dog and Organic Andy. Thank you so much for the love. Stoned Trout Bum. How you doing, buddy? And your mailman, Rose. Damn, you get all the OGs, man. You get all the OGs. What's up, boys? Boston Weeds. I got an OG. Stabby. Didn't he change it from Stabby McStabberson to uh, just Stabby? No, it was Stabby McStabber. I don't know. Stabby McStabber. Stabby McStabber. Yeah, he had to change that one, man. Misty Grower, what's up? the point. I got Black Sheep. 420. All right, guys, take her easy. Stay higher, my friends, and we'll keep coming at you. Peace out. All right. Take her easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude.